Hey everybody, it's Molly and we are back around the bourbon table down here at Let's Connect Podcast Studio to record our next episode of Just Ask Malia. And today I am here with one of my dearest and oldest friends, Tanya Lane. And Tanya is the coordinator of Young Lives, which is a part of the Young Life organization. And I'm super excited to share what this ministry is all about what Tanya and her team are doing to help the single teen parents of our community and to talk a little bit about the impact that it's made on our community and how we as the community can pour into these organizations to make the difference in the lives of our children. So welcome, Tanya. Thanks for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. You bet. Of course I am. So Young Lives is a division of Young Life. And Young Life started back in 1941 by Jim Rayburn, who's a pastor. I want to talk about what Young Life is so that everybody understands that and then how you helped really take Young Lives and bring that to the community and make it such an amazing division of Young Life. How's that? Thank you, Malia. So, yes, Young Life um, started in 1941. Uh, Jim Rayburn had a real heart for teenagers and started encouraging his church to go outside of the church, meet kids where they are, build relationship, and as he says, earn the right to be heard. That organization has been around a long time here in Lexington. We have um, Young Life in seven of our high schools, and we have a middle school version of it called Wildlife that's in five of our middle schools. And it's it's basically about building relationships with kids, earning the right to be heard, and sharing Jesus with them. Well, and I'm going to be really honest and transparent, and I think you're going to chime in on this as well, because when my two boys were in middle school over at Beaumont, they came home one day and said, I want to go to wildlife, and I, we're going to this club, and then they've got campaigns, and so-and-so is picking me up, and I kind of freaked out there um, because I had no idea what it was. And you were my first phone call. Yes. Yes. I remember that well. And and myself feeling the same way. I mean, who came up with the name Wildlife or Middle Schoolers? <laughs> <laughs> but we quickly learned that these leaders were well-trained, were very invested in our kids. They were spending lunches with our kids. They were at all the sporting events. Um, they were just very well-trusted and trained individuals that were pouring into the lives of our kids. So all of you out here who's a parent or we've got your curiosity a little bit, these mentors that come into the middle schools and the high schools are typically, not always, but typically college students that have also been through the program or have gravitated to the program um, in college with other people. We also have young professionals and community leaders that help out. But from my aspect as a parent watching it happen and unfold in middle school, it was mostly the college kids that were coming around, attending games of the students, coming to the school to have lunch with them, coming to the school to do activities after school, and then having the clubs that happened at each of our homes, parents hosted them, and the kids came, and literally all you had to do was open the door, and the kids walked in and took care of everything and then cleaned the house at the end. Correct. Amazing. So tell a little bit about where do, where do we find these young mentors and talk about the different 
functions of wildlife slash young life, which goes into the high school, because there's a section called club and there's a section called campaign. Yes. So cam- club and campaigners. Campaigners. Are two main events that are hosted by both young life and wildlife. And really the difference, uh, it's very similar more than it is different that they're coming alongside the kids. They host a weekly club, which is generally in someone's home, a neighborhood home. Um, and then they have campaigners, which is Bible study. So kids that want to dig a little deeper will go to campaigners once a week, generally on a Sunday night in someone's home again. So families that have just opened their basement, sometimes meet in a garage, wherever they have just an open wide space for kids to come and gather and leaders to come alongside. And Young Life and Wildlife wasn't started so that this organization, this non-for-profit organization could come and tell the children what faith to believe in. It wasn't, oh, become a Southern Baptist, become a Catholic, become Methodist, Protestant. It was really about showing children that are so vulnerable in middle school and high school, especially with all the social media that, that happens to them, to show them that, one, there's unconditional love, two, that there is people around them that want to support them and help them grow, and then three, to help them find the relationship with their faith. Is that correct? Yes, correct. It is non-denominational. Um, the heart of young life is um, reaching kids that are not churched not involved in any kind of a, you know, church, a Sunday school, a youth group, whatever. So the majority of young life kids are not involved. Well, and I'll be honest, I'm Catholic. My husband's Methodist. We're raising the children Catholic. Um, And I was raised what they consider a cradle Catholic. You went to church on Sunday. You went to CCD. You made your sacraments and no disrespect at all. But it really wasn't until my adult years that I've found a true relationship with my faith. And I have seen my boys at such a young age find their relationship, their faith, which has turned out to be with Jesus and the Lord, far bigger and stronger than I ever had. And and that wasn't because of me. It was because of the kids and feeling empowered and being taught. Yes. Uh, and Instead of preached. Yeah. Right? Caught, not taught. Yeah. I always say that, you know, and it's the kids modeling it. So the leaders, you know, are all believers, obviously, in at club and campaigners. You know, there's always games and fun for the kids, but there's also a leader that gets up and shares their testimony, shares what it's like to be walking with Jesus as a young kid. So it, it's very powerful for them to hear it from someone closer to their age than a parent, you know. Well, and I think they also help them in a way that a parent can't. I remember, you know, Will going through a very hard time in middle and high school with kids bullying him. And Brendan had a little bit of that episode as well. Um, and it it was something that I could sense, but they weren't willing to talk to me about it. And it was really the wildlife and the young lives mentors that they became such good friends with it really helped them through this without getting into that depression, getting into, you know, the the stereotype that we're seeing with all this bullying that's going on. Exactly. 
I remember um, Abigail's leader. In fact, she works with us now with Young Lives and how impactful she was with Abigail. But, you know, just having somebody that reaches out and says, hey, how's your week going? How can I pray for you? Or you want to go do some coffee or, you know, just little things like that go a long way when kids are trying to figure out who they are, who their friend groups are, who they're going to follow. Um, I was all about letting those leaders be part of our kids' lives because we knew they were good, sound voices, what they were sharing with the kids. You you and I both being on a parent ambassador team for Dunbar, we got to know those leaders and see firsthand how involved and committed they were. And I think it's also really important that, you know, these these grown college students, you know, young professionals are coming in and, and sitting and having lunch with them. And you know, offering the opportunity for them to do an activity after school or having someone in the grandstand cheer for them at the basketball game or the soccer game or the football game because the parents can't be there because they're working two jobs to provide for their families and and can't do that. I think there's so much power of that in our society says, oh, if it's faith-based, don't do it. But yet we forget that this is really about community and letting the children be heard. Yes. All about relationship. And I think that's really missing with all the social media and our kids are just buried in their phone and, you know, they're they're not as connected. So it's a, it's just a, a wonderful organization. I can't share enough good things about Young Life. We've seen it in our own kids' lives and yeah. yeah. And they take the phones away. So we didn't mention also with wildlife or young life, which we'll take into young lives, is there's a camp aspect. So tell us about the camp. I feel like if if people have not heard of young life, they have definitely heard of young life camp. So that is um, an experience that the kids go. They have resort-like properties that the kids go and spend five to seven nights, depending on the camp. And they go with their mentors or their leaders. And these camps are just amazing. They hear um, from wonderful people, you know, a, a club talk every night. There's lots of games. They experience your typical t- camp experience. Uh, but they also do not have phones. So there's they're distraction-free. It's really about just connecting with the people that you're with and enjoying nature and hearing about God and and just enjoying his creation at some of these marvelous camp locations. So our kids actually did wildlife camp and then young life camp. That's right. And then we'll talk, yeah, about young lives camp and how beneficial that is. So folks, this is, these camps are throughout the United States. Our kids went to one in Tennessee. They went one up in Michigan. Um, They're throughout the United States. And when I grew up, I went to camp up in the Adirondacks, upstate New York, and I lived in a cabin. There was no AC. I lived on a cot. You know, we had mosquito bites. We didn't have any of the um, frills that was there. We swam in a lake. There was no pool. And I wouldn't have traded for the lifetime. But what I do remember is both Brendan and Will had the opportunity to go. And when they came off the bus, Will's first the first things out of Will's mouth is, I'm going back next year, please. You know, like he could not wait for next year and probably was always the first one to get his his application in. And it was a great way for me to teach him how to earn money to participate in going to camp. Yes. And the leaders are wonderful, too. If kids can't afford camp, they help them with fundraising. So you know, they, they make sure that every ca- kid that wants to go to camp has an opportunity to go. 
Yeah. And I love that it's in our high schools and our middle schools. What a phenomenal credit to our um, school district for allowing that to happen. And um, I will be a strong proponent that it stays there. I'm sure all the parents that have seen kids go through it. So we had this wildlife middle school, young life high school. How did you get involved with young lives? And tell us how we just stepped that up to the next um, chapter of people's lives. So Young Lives, like you said, is a division of Young Life. It's been around since 1991. It started out as Mentor Moms, and then in the early 2000s, they changed the name to Young Lives. Um, The difference in Young Lives and Young Life is that it's for teen moms and their baby. So your Young Lives activities, club, campaigners, anything that's hosted, the baby is welcome as well. The newest thing with Young Lives is RISE, which is a program to include the dads. That's amazing. Coming alongside young parents, we're kind of changing the name of teen moms to adolescent moms and adolescent parents and reaching those up to age 24. So it's 13 to 24. Wait, 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 wait. Age 13, you have teen moms at the age of 13 with a baby in your program. Tell me about that and how that that must impact your heart. Yes. Yes. Our youngest mama, she became pregnant at 13, delivered at 14. She was a wildlife kiddo within Lexington. And so we got to know her prior to, well, her young life wildlife leader got to know her prior to the pregnancy. So she is now in young lives versus um, young life at her local high school. But yes, uh, very early age pregnancy, and obviously not a planned one. I would say the majority of our moms that have surprise pregnancies, which I always tell them it, it's a it might be um, surprise to you, but it's not an accident. Like God doesn't make accidents. So whatever age you're a mother, you know that that we want to come alongside you, and and it's very inclusive. And most of our moms will say that that they never felt judged, and that's very important to us that we love them unconditionally. We don't look at their, you know, or view this as a mistake. We just, this is their life circumstance, and we're going to walk through them, walk through it with them. Well, and I'm a true believer that, especially in our world today, everything is planned. I'm watching the younger generation. They have to plan when they're getting engaged. They have to plan their prom. They have to plan the asking of the prom and it's a big to-do almost like an engagement and then you have the engagement and then you have the wedding and then they plan when they're going to have the baby and you know when I grew up it was if you plan for your child you're never going to have it because you're never going to have enough money for the child and you just make it work yeah yeah how many moms are in the program how many moms have you helped with the program tell us a little bit about your club and your campaigners and your camp are a little bit different than it would be for the middle school and the high school students, but yet you try to make it the same. Tell us some of those differences and how that all works for them. Okay. So Young Lives is in over 200 U.S. cities, first of all. So Lexington is a little late to the game getting Young Lives um, started. My daughter's Young Life leader was very passionate about that and felt like she was being called to launch Young Lives. So she started with just a group of women just praying about, is this something that we should do? And she quickly found out that there was a school here in Fayette County for teen mothers and their babies. It is a public school, which none of us knew about prior to becoming involved with Young Lives. It's phenomenal. It's a program where mom brings baby to school. School buses are equipped with car seats. 
There's a phenomenal daycare at their school for their baby so that they can get their high school diploma. And I'll back up. The majority of teen mothers, there's a statistic that 57% do not finish high school. Oh. Um, after being involved with young lives within a couple of years, that, that triples, uh, the graduation rate triples. And I just believe it's having that sense of community having a mentor walking alongside, helping her set goals, and seeing this is a very achievable goal to attain. So Young Lives started in Lexington in 2020. And as you know, it was COVID. Yeah. So yeah, schools they were closed. Our kids were on their laptops trying to f- finish their senior year. Um, and so the, the coordinator at the time was having difficulty getting into the schools because the kids weren't there. So she started out with about six moms that were at the family care center. Since then, we have served over 60 moms here in Lexington alone. And again, that's moms that go to all the public high schools and some that have graduated. So we can keep loving on those mamas even after graduation, which we are grateful for. Because as you know, when you're 19, 20 years old, and you're out of high school, that's when you really need some direction yeah. and uh, friendships and good community. Well, and with 61 moms and you currently, you know, have anywhere from 8, 13 to 24, what are some of the, what are some of the clubs that you're doing with them to, I don't know, make them feel engaged or make them feel worthy or make them a better mom? I mean, that's a big task. Plus they're teenagers, right? So they're going to school, they have their babies, are they working as well? Yes, a lot of them are. So we're very grateful to have a partnership with the Family Care Center, which is the high school that most of our teen moms that are involved with Young Lives go to. Um, that high school has allowed us to come in to teach life skills classes. You know, it can be goal setting, uh, parenting classes. Our newest thing that we're wanting to do is help the girls with getting their driver's license. You know, that's very taxing, just just studying and finding the time to study. So mentors are really trying to walk alongside the moms to help them get their license. That school also does a wonderful job with a baby prom that we love to be involved with. So moms are not robbed of having a prom in high school just because they have a baby. And they dress their babies up to match, oh, and we amazing. have a, a wonderful meal, and they dance, and they just have what you and I had as a prom, but they call it a baby prom. So we get to help with that. And then another thing we love to do at the Family Care Center is help with graduation. We have found over the last couple of years that there are many girls there that graduate that don't have anyone in the stands cheering them on when they graduate. So I can imagine. We are very committed to being there, you know, helping them set those goals, achieve them, and being there to celebrate when they graduate. Well, and I can only imagine all the different phases that they're going through as well. They're trying to finish high school. They're trying to feel accepted. They're trying to feel needed. They're probably exhausted. Any parent knows that raising a small child is exhausting. It's got a mixture of emotions. You want to trade that job. For anything, but it's it's taxing on your personal space, and we've created this where they can come and they can actually connect with similar people and feel that identity, um, and and the outpouring that you have found with your mentors. Tell me about that because that's a task too, is to mentor a teenager and their baby. Where are you finding them, and what do you need with that? Yes. So mentoring is the heartbeat of Young Lives, that every mom that wants a mentor, we pair her with one. 
the mentor um, commits to one year of walking alongside mom and baby, and they reach out weekly to mama. Like I said, some of them do work, so to be able to get with her once a week might be a little challenging. But we do live in the life of uh, FaceTime and you know technology, so they can communicate that way. But mentors bring the mamas to club and to campaigners, which are two monthly events that we host every month for mom and baby. We have dinner around the table together. I would say the difference in club, very much like Young Life, club is more games and community-oriented. Come meet other moms. Um, mentors have dinner with them. Our child care team has dinner with them, so they get to know the people that are watching their baby, the second part of club. So the first hour is dinner together. The second hour is games, building that community, and having what we call a club talk, where one of our mentors will get up and share a little personal testimony, share a story from the Bible, and just a word of encouragement with moms. Um, club, we host monthly at First Alliance Church. We are averaging about 25 moms per month. Wow, that's a lot. It's a lot. Um, so, and every month is different. You know, if they have to work and they can't come, we, we had a little bit of weather issue, but, you know, if they can make it, they will be there. Mentors drive them there. And I said, we have very few moms with driver's license, so they need a ride. So a transportation team is crucial to be able to get a mom there. She wants to come. She needs a ride. So we have folks that do that, that say, I can drive a mom and I can take her home. And then our campaigners is the Bible study components. And really, we we try to have just some one-on-one conversation with the girls. Let that be a safe, sacred space to just come and vent about motherhood. What are you struggling with? Like, What's hard? What are some wins? You know, just having somebody that listens um, and it, it, it's more small group and more personal um, than club. So those are two, two of our main events that we host each month. So First Alliance is helping to track with that. What are some of the other partners that help you with this program? Because what I'm hearing, and I'm sure everybody else is hearing, is a baby prom. I'm hearing lessons with them. I think we've talked before about cooking and self-defense classes or talking about meals around the table. Tell me who else is helping. This is all non-for-profit. So where are you getting the funding? Where are you getting the donations? What you guys need? Right. Thank you for asking. So First Alliance, first of all, having that church to be our space was huge because on an, you know, an average night when you're talking about club campaigners, all these events that we're hosting, but you're talking about mentors being there and child care team and moms and babies. You can have 50 people or more in a room. So we had to have space. They're wonderful to host us. They also have given us a closet type space that we've created a little boutique. Oh, cool. It's called the Mustard Seed. And that boutique has diapers, wipes, and gently used clothing for the babies up to size 4T. And moms can go once a month and get diapers, wipes, clothing, whatever is in the store they are welcome to once a month if they are part of the Young Lives program. And that's a great thing for a mentor to do with a mom. Hey, let's let's run by the mustard seed and get some diapers. That gives them some time to chat and just helps mom offset those costs of diapers and wipes. And as we've talked about, those are very expensive um, items that are needed. They're necessities. So Diapers and wipes and clothing, they can all be dropped off at First Alliance Church. They're wonderful to go put those back in the mustard seed. And we have two ladies that go in and sort all the clothes and keep it looking like a little boutique. It's beautiful. So we're grateful for that. Um, And then local churches have been helping with that. We've had diaper drives. We've had, you know, most of our meals are provided by small groups. So 
women's life groups or small groups or Bible studies will get together and come and serve at club and bring all of the food. I really have a heart for mamas being fed a hot meal, not fast food, because they can do fast food all the time. But just having a meal around the table is really important. So we uh, encourage small groups, bunco groups, groups of women. I think there, there's something sweet about doing life with women and serving together. And That's right. It's a great opportunity and an easy thing to do. It's once a month. Well, and also just getting back to the basics of sitting around a, a, a dinner table and having conversation. And sometimes people don't want to have the conversation because they have so much turmoil or anxiety going on in their head or frustration and stress that when you sit at a table and you can feel that love of people genuinely wanting to help you or share a meal with you, it just break, it breaks down barriers which helps them be a better mom. Correct. And I just think, you know, it, it speaks volumes too when we're sitting around the table and we say, let me hold your baby so you can eat. You remember those days of having a baby on the lap and you're shoveling food and trying to get your dinner? Um, just to have someone that's sitting there next to you loving on your baby, that means the world to the girls, you know, that people really do care. They're there for you and they're also there for your baby. Now, do these uh, young live participants get to go to camp? Yes. So tell us about that. Yes. Similar to Young Life Camp, but the difference is you've got babies there and mentors there. This will be our third summer to go. This summer we're going to Michigan to Timberwolf. And I tell you, Malia, that was a game changer for me. When I first came on board, I was doing this position as an interim. And I think when I went to camp and I saw girls from all these different states come together as young mamas coming off the buses, hundreds of strollers and high chairs and the camp just being equipped to really serve and love these moms and their babies. It was amazing. The camp is every summer. It's five nights. We take a chartered bus and we all ride together. And like I said, we all sleep in the cabins together. We, um, the girls get to go enjoy camp and be a teenager while their babies are cared for by an amazing child care team. And that's a great service opportunity, too. People will go, you know, friend groups will get together and say, let's go serve at a child care camp and, you know, give some of our summer away. That's a sweet time to go and do that together. But the mamas hear from other people that have been a teen mom at some point in their life and how God used that and what they're doing now with their life. I think it's very powerful for them to see and hear from somebody that's on the other side of being a young mom. We are looking so forward to Timberwolf. It takes a village to get us there, as you might imagine, just getting packed up with a mom and a baby and having everything you need for camp. So we, we recruit lots of help for that. Camp is generally about $700, which is a, a lot of money for a young mom. It's a lot of money for anyone in days. Um, so we ask them to pay a portion of that. The girls are responsible for $150 this year of that camp cost. So we help them with fundraising and, and budgeting. Like how, how could we save money and have that paid before we leave in July? So lots of life skills that are, revolve around camp and that camp experience. So you take these young ladies, young moms, to camp. And I think when we talked before this, you said there's 11 moms already signed up and you're going at the end of July. How many moms do you want or can fill for the summer in your, in your bus? 
So generally, they give you an allotted number of spots based on your area. So we will, we've asked for 20 spots, but like last year, we had more than the allotted spots we had to request, and you may shift and, and borrow some from another area if they have moms that drop out. So, but we want to take any mom that wants to go. The camp age uh, cutoff is 20, so our mamas that are older than 20 cannot attend camp. And that makes sense because you, if you've got the majority of moms there, 14, 15, 16, it can be awkward. You're just in a different stage of life. That's right. After age 20. So you have 20 spots. It's $700 each. So, you know, quick math, that's $14,000. Granted, the, the girls have to each raise one hundred and fifty, but you need $20,000. Plus, is, does that include your bus? It does not. So oh, an average bus is about $9,000. Okay. So we've got some fundraising community out there that if your heart is open, these young mamas, you know, have an opportunity to go and share you know, five days away from the world without phones, without work, to be together with other peers in the same situation and have a chance to actually be a young kid again. Yeah. So I I hear a lot of things that the community can help with. We can help with, obviously, resources, meaning money, space, supplies, but time and talent are probably the biggest ones that you need so it doesn't always have to revolve around money. There's always a way to give back to this community and to serve and to make a difference in the lives of the people that, you know, we live beside. Yes, absolutely. And I tell people that all the time. It's like, I, I don't want your money. I'd rather have your time. You know, can you come and hold a baby so a mom can have a break? I know most of us that are moms are all about a baby fix and it's once a month. Yeah. So. We, we're trying to create our own team of child care volunteers for campaigners so that we're not wearing out the same folks they're helping with club also having to do um, campaigners child care. So that's a really easy way to get involved. We also have a committee, which is basically a board that meets monthly and helps make decisions and fundraising and just support the ministry as a whole. That's a great way to serve if you're, a, you know, a numbers person, and you enjoy being on a committee could contact me about that and that's you know year at a time uh, commitment and then obviously the mentoring that that's our greatest need is having a mentor for every mom we currently have a wait list of about six moms waiting for a mentor and that's a one-year commitment well and think about this we have the chrysalis house we have all these different programs that we know about that are well known without our community and this whole purpose for today's episode is to let people know about this organization and how fantastic it is, Young Life slash Wildlife and Young Lives. This is an international organization that's not just the USA, it's throughout the world that this has grown into schools to give back and, and, and to make it a better place for our kids and for our young teenagers. So there's different ways that everybody can give. Obviously, giving, right? There's ways to give, and we're going to make sure that we we post this all over. There's a way that you can give just by a simple tax. You can, there's a link that you can donate money. There's a way to go to the website to give money. There's a way to mail a check to give money. And then there's a way to give time and talent, and they would probably contact you, I would presume. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So we have um, regular new interest meetings, so people will come and just hear about the ministry and ways to serve and get involved. 
Oh, yeah. And mind you guys out there, this is not like you can just come off the street and hold a baby. There is some pre-screening. There is some education that you have to go through, I would assume. Absolutely. So I would interview all of our, our volunteers are interviewed. They're carefully screened. Background check is a must. Um, any person that drives our girls has to do a little driving video and test online, um, which is wonderful because our Young Life will cover anyone that's driving a mom if they're in a fender bender. So they just have to do this you know, uh, transportation form. It's online. But yes, they are carefully screened. We always let our moms know that, you know, we're not just letting anyone come in and love on your baby. We know these people. We've met them and interviewed them and screened them. And, and they're people that feel called to this, not just someone that we've, you know, said, hey, will you come and rock a baby? Like we want it to be a calling. And there's also opportunity for all of those that have been through children or grandchildren that your diapers, like, the partial pack of your diapers that you don't know what to do with, you guys would love to have them, wouldn't you? Absolutely. We tell young mom groups that a lot that meet at churches and whatnot. If you have a package of diapers and your baby's outgrown them, what are you going to do with those? You can't return them. We would love to have them because we open those boxes and prepackage them. So every mom that comes to club, she leaves with a package of diapers and wipes. So that's, that is a real practical, tangible way to give and, and help with young lives. Well, I think what we can do is come together with a list of different ways of supplies that we that you guys need on a regular basis, because I'm sure even behind the scenes in the office, you need, probably need a bunch of things. And then things for young moms as well as for their children that we can come and we'll put that together for everybody. And then we're going to put out these links for you so that people know how to give actual resources as well. And then we're going to share your phone number and email all over the internet so that people can reach out to you. And, and guys, it may not be for you, but you may know someone that is looking for something. I know there's so many people out there that are starting to retire, stay at home mom, or aren't working or are working and just don't feel that fulfillment and really have a heart to serve. Why not check into this? Now, my biggest question is, with the mentors, you want a year. What if I can't give you a year? What do you want from me then? You know, and that's something I really um, talk with them through, like, it, that they understand that, you know, it takes six months to build a relationship with her. You know, trust is a big issue with a young mom. Can I trust you with my life? Can I trust you with my baby's life? I mean, you know, we, we've been there as moms. So that year gives them time to develop that friendship and relationship. And most often people stay with their mentee longer than a year because it's kind of like there's fruit in that relationship at, at the end of that year. Um, so and, and when people say, I really don't think I can commit to that, that's OK. You know, what can you give? Like what fits your schedule? Is it once a month? Is it once a semester? You know, and just helping them identify, you know, what, what would work best. If you're going to mentor, we want it to really be a commitment that you're walking alongside her, that she's she can count on you. You're committed. It sounds a lot like Big Brothers Big Sisters says in a different form, but same relationship growing. I know years ago I was a big sister. Uh, my days back in Stanford, Connecticut, and um, I have reconnected with my little sister who's thriving, happily married, and it just it, it just warms my heart that there is such an impact there that still is here today, you know, 40 years later. Oh, I just said my age. No, 
uh, and I love that. And I just, you know, I just think about the young life leaders and some of our mentors were young life leaders or were a young life kid themselves. And now it's full circle that they're giving back. Well, I, I want to give a big, big shout out to all the local partners. First of all, the school, the public school for these teenage moms is the Family Care Center, correct? Correct. Which is amazing. It's right off of there on Bread Mile, folks. So if you don't know about it, Google it. It's an amazing part of our school system. Then we have First Alliance Church, Porter Memorial, and Daybreak. Tell me more. Yeah, Church of the Savior. We've had several at Tate's Creek Press, like a lot of local churches that didn't know that we're around, you know, and, and as they're learning, they're like, what do you need? How can you help? It's like um, recently Consolidated Baptist reached out and they had put together gift bags for the moms for us to give them at club, which is hygiene, you know, shampoo, conditioner, Clorox wipes, like things that, you know, are everyday use items. And that was a real sweet thing to be able to give the girls that they came to club in January. And then there's some local ministries that have a heart for young moms, just like we do, that have come alongside and hosted baby showers for us. Or they're getting ready to, um, I'm thinking specifically of Mobile Missions and Natalie Mims. She's wonderful. She's getting ready to host a Painting with a Passion event for us on a Saturday. And, it will, you know, she'll have an encouraging uh, talk as part of that, but also just something fun for the moms to come and do. Our heart, too, is to connect the moms to local resources, to teach them to fish, not to solve their problem, but to, you know, or, or give them money. I'm always telling mentors, find things to do with the girls that do not involve money, you know, that it's your time because that's what they need. Um, but anyway, so these local ministries like Empowering Women and Mobile Missions and Exhilarating Inc., they're all ministries that have a similar heart to ours for young moms and coming together as a community and loving on the moms. It's really special to just see there's other um, local ministries that are doing the same thing. So why not do it together? That's right. Tell me, how do people find the Young Life office here in town? So the Young Life office or the main headquarters is off of Winchester Road. Young Lives doesn't have an actual office. You know, we'll use the um, ad- admin team and whatnot in Young Life. Um, Kendall Harborson, you probably remember her. She's wonderful. So she helps us with that sort of thing. But that office, if you're looking for the address, we'll put that in the link. Yeah, so I think so. Just so people know. Yeah. And we'll have the website for you guys. And, of course, Tanya's phone number we'll have out there in the link below. Tanya, go ahead and give, like, your email and then we can link up your phone number in the text. Yeah. So my personal email, which would be the best, because I, I definitely talk to people before they get involved. It's Tanya Lane at Yahoo. So Tanya's T-A-N-Y-A, and then Lane is L-A-Y-N-E at Yahoo. And then, um, I love this, we have a text to give. Link. I love that. So people that are like, just give me the easiest way to give to you all. I, I always share this. And you just text 55678. Um, you text Kentucky 21. Sorry, that's our area number. You text that to the number 55678, and it gives you a link. And you can designate that you'd like to give to Young Lives. So that's an easy way to give. Or if you're like I am, and I still like to write a check, and I like to put that in my register, then you can mail um, to our address, the Young Life office, which is 1315 Winchester Road, Suite 345. Tell me what is your, just as a recap, what is your your biggest win with the girls since you started that just keeps you going? I mean, even you as the coordinator, I don't 
think you realized all the hours and the time and talent that you would have to put in when you accepted this ministry to lead. What what keeps you going? I think um, seeing girls realize that they were created um, for a purpose, you know, for them to start setting goals and thinking outside of, yes, I'm a mom, but I also have a life. And here are some things that I'm passionate about. Here are some things that I love to do. How can I make that a career? Um, you know, we now have four moms that have been in our program a little over two years that are in college, that are at the community college or doing cosmetology school and just seeing girls want to do that. Uh, you know, and then obviously we are faith-based and we want the girls to know that they're loved and they're seen and they're known by Jesus. And when we see girls accept Christ and really want discipleship and come and start reading the Bible for themselves and share. I mean, that that is so powerful to see the fruit and what we're doing. I think everything you just said just reminds me of that four-letter word, hope. Yes. Like, you bring hope to the community. And as a community, this is why I wanted to do the Just Ask Malia podcast, to share the stories, the hidden gems, the the challenges that people are going through and, and the solutions that people around our community are offering to make that difference and to share those success stories of, in this case, moms actually making it to college and being able to find jobs. So just to recap, guys, resources, they need supplies, diapers, clothes, wipes. They need resources of money so that we can help fundraise for the camp that's coming up on July 23rd to the 27th. We also need time and we need talent. We have club, we have campaigners, we have their social events. Um, so we need people to hold the babies. We need back-end resources, somebody that might want to do some administration. Um, we're always looking for interns that can help and support. And we're also looking for people that want to lead and take over the position, right? If you always have the same person stay in the position, the growth, there's still growth. We need to do that circle of life of give and receive. And, you know, Tanya, you've done an amazing job, and I know you'll continue to serve. But at some point, we've got to find your leader that's going to come in and be the next stage and take it the next level and have you as guidance and then groom the next person to take over for that person so, you know, we have to have that succession. So if somebody feels that on their heart, please be sure to reach out to Tanya. And as always, you can help with one of these events and make it really special. Thank you notes, encouraging birthday cards. You know, that's where time and talent can come in is just sending a note on behalf of young lives to one of these moms or one of the sponsors as well to thank them for their generosity. I yeah. love that. Those are great ways to get involved and serve. Yeah. Well, I just look at you in complete awe because your heart is so big. If you guys haven't met Tanya, not only is she beautiful inside, she's beautiful outside. And anyone out of all I know, you just have the most generous, kind heart and the spirit just to engage people. And if you meet her, it's really hard to say no to her. And also put this on your calendar, folks, this last um this last Christmas season, we actually did a purse auction here at our happy place. And the purse auction was Tanya's idea. You had seen it done at other areas. And we did a purse auction where ladies brought a purse and filled it up with goodies. And 
Blake Ferguson, what a a champ. He came in as an auctioneer and created so much excitement, a little competitiveness, a little impulsiveness on the ladies there. And we were able to raise how much? Yeah, almost $6,000. $1,000 just in just like three hours just to give back. And everybody left with a great gift to put under, you know, to give during the holidays. So that was really exciting. We're going to do it again. It's going to be bigger and better. So if you want to be part of that committee, you can reach out to Tanya. And uh, we have a committee already started for that. And if you have anything that you could actually benefit a donation, I know here at uh, the Malia Realty Group, We've picked three charities to raise money for with each transaction that we do. We're holding back a little extra money so that we can write a little check at the end. And, you know, Young Lives is part of that for us. So we're excited about that. But I know there's a lot of organizations out there that are always looking for resources. We do have women involved. So that's always another earmark for some of these corporations where they need to donate to, you know, some diversified charity and this is probably one of the perfect ones to do that well and i love too malia that we're really starting to hone in on walking alongside the dads so there's a real need for male mentors as well so if a dad would like a mentor to walk alongside him we we've had so many moms say i don't want to leave my baby with my baby dad because he doesn't know how to do the bottles he doesn't know how to change a diaper that sort of thing and so this is really a perfect opportunity for us to come alongside them too and 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 help the kid the you know adolescent parents with how do you co-parent well that's right so if we've got men out there that are listening that have a heart for mentoring i would love to talk to you as well i love it well everybody this is going to wrap up this episode of just ask malia with tanya lane telling us all about young life and young lives and for all of you out there we'll be sure to put that information in the text below so that you can get in contact and be a difference in our community. And remember, when you're ready to buy, sell, build, or invest, just ask Malia. Thank you, Malia. Thank you.